Hello, and welcome to another episode of Campfire Coders. I'm your host, Austin Cameron. And I'm your other host, Jesse Leet. Today, folks, we're going to talk to... Well, Jesse, why am I... Okay, I said I would intro, but now now I feel like you got to intro the topic. <laughs> you on yeah. The spot. Uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about some Mac tools. Um, Raycast. Want to get into Raycast? Yes. So we're... We're going to talk about some workflows that I am a caveman about, and Jesse is a super smart hacker about. I think I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. We're going to start with Raycast. Do you want me to start or you? Well, I think you're making me out to sound like a hacker, but I never used Alfred or any of those. So, oh, you never I, did. No, I went straight from Spotlight to Raycast. S- Spot. Okay. Now, Do you know what that is? Have you, heard, have, you, have you heard of Spotlight? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into this on another episode. I've been trying, I've been, the term spotlight has been ingrained in my mind for the past couple of months. Yeah. It's spotlight. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to, well, and I've been hacking around on this nights and weekends on this little AI kind of app. That's kind of like spotlight. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out what to call it. And I like none of the terms like searchlight or I don't know. I'm that guy who gets stuck on naming things for an absurd amount of time. So, <laughs> and hence own a lot of domains that I should just cancel. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's an, we could do a whole episode probably on your domains. I bet. Yeah. It might be the next one. I don't know. Um, like n- I not even talking, not even talking about them, like just list them out. There's 30 minutes probably. Right. Oh, Oh, I'm telling you right now. We no, could, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could go through the, we could go through the list. This might be a funny episode. Actually, we could go through the list and I'll tell you what my original idea for it was, but only after you tell me what you think it is. <laughs> so I'll just tell you the domain and then, yeah. Okay. Sounds okay. Good. Uh, okay. So I have to, I mean, I called myself a caveman, but if you only used spotlight for a, like a long time, you're saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, dude. no, no, we're going to get into hammer spoon after, but, um, but before Raycast, I mean, I, as a search, yeah, spotlight to Raycast. Okay. So I started, I got my first like Mac laptop in, man, when was it? Must have been like 04 or 05. It was a couple years before, like it was like high school ish sometime for me. I graduated in 06, so it had to be somewhere in 04, 05. It was like an old, I think it was like, was it the Power Max or what, you know, like the other, the Power PC architecture. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this launcher program that I found that's like Alfred or Raycast. And I, I consider pers- my, per- I mean, I used it for years even after Alfred was a thing. It's called Quicksilver. And I think, I don't know if they didn't support M1s or something. So I switched to Alfred when I like only recently and then switched to Raycast only recently. But Quicksilver was awesome. It's basically just like Alfred. I have a huge problem with Raycast. I've been waiting, waiting for this episode, just to vent about this. Someone please. And if someone can get me the same workflow, like I would be so grateful. Raycast sucks for finding files. I get that there's a file search thing. You think thing. so? Yes. Yeah. Compared to the Quicksilver or Alfred workflow, like hmm. I don't want to alias file to search to F. And when I hmm. do, like, okay, I'm okay. Say that I'm okay. Like, for those of you who don't use Raycast, you, like Raycast, 
has like a file search, right? Which is separate from like the rest of the launcher. Am I right here, Jesse? Like, yep, yep. So a lot of people in, in their tutorial, they say, oh, just alias this to F. So you can type F, hit enter, and then start typing the file or the folder, which most of the time for me, it's like downloads or music mm. or code. It's like, the, I want to go to three folders. I basically don't open any other folders from Raycast yeah. for the most part. And the the workflow of F, enter, and then start typing, like, I guess I can get used to that. I'm kind of used to it now. Well, just, a, is, in a, just an aside quick too. Do you have to hit enter? I don't know. I've always aliased with space, but I actually haven't looked into that. Either way, it's the same deal, though. Yeah, you, you hit like a letter or two. You oh, prefix, you can do you space. space. Okay, I'm just testing. Turns out you can do space. So that's... Okay. I mean, it's you know what, though? It's one key either way. It's no difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My rant is not about having to do that. My yeah. rant is, why can it not fuzzy search correctly? Why can it not prioritize the oh. same downloads folder that I go to every time? Interesting. It, like it does not work well at all. Maybe it's just this particular Mac. I feel like mm. on my laptop it does work a little better, but it. And I've tried to like rebuild the index or whatever it's got, and like tried to Google search for this. My, it just drives me nuts because with Alfred or Quicksilver, I would just bring it up the launcher and start typing do, and then it always prioritized that downloads folder in my user right. directory. Right. But like like I'm going to do it right now. So if I type F space and start typing downloads, D-O-W, I get down command.php from some Laravel project, downloader, downloader.php, downloads is the fourth one in the list. Like Raycast, figure it out. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm ranting. I'm, I'm done ranting, but I don't understand <laughs> why. Like I just, Quicksilver and Alfred seem better about like learning what you use the most. Right. Like I've never opened downloader.php. Where is this even at? It's it's in like a, the vendor folder of some random Laravel project. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's probably the same for me, but I don't really open a ton. I don't even use it to open files that often. <laughs> See, I told you. I, I, I do I do have um I have like, you know, my a numbers like personal budget file that I pull open. I used spreadsheet for like one thing in my whole life. And <laughs> and you use the um, Apple numbers for this? Yeah. You're the first person I've ever met. I think who uses numbers. Yeah. It's, it's not even a dig. I just didn't know that I, people I, actually funny. used it. I don't even really use Apple's other stuff. Like I don't use, <laughs> I don't use Keynote, although I guess um, a bunch of people at Laracon were using Keynote and doing some really cool animations and things with it. I guess it's pretty powerful, but um, I don't use pages um, or Google Docs. Like anything that I have to write ends up just going into like a note in Obsidian right now. That's I don't yeah. even use like a word processor. Um, I don't know, as, as a file search, like, you know, on the file folder search, usually it's in context of, uh, I do so much in the terminal that it's like an FCF search in the terminal or it's a telescope search in NeoVim. So, there's, it's not that often that I reach for Spotlight Raycast type thing for like a global file search. But I use a whole bunch of other stuff in Raycast quite a bit. Mm. Well, so I do like Raycast. I like the UI of it. I love the docs extensions for Tailwind and Laravel. Mm -hmm. And there's a Livewire one now too. And mm -hmm. is there a Statomic one? Yep. 
I, well, yeah. I don't know who someone created it in the community. But Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think you told me that the other day, but I love that. Like to the point where I don't even use my own VS code docs extensions anymore. Most of the yeah. time I just use the Raycast ones cause they're better. Let's be clear. They're what much better. And that alias thing that you mentioned is really handy for the doc search too, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like you can, you can, essentially set up a, a short prefix. So let's say it's like Laravel docs, you could do LD or uh, or like docs L, like DL for docs and then Laravel. And then as soon as you hit space, it turns into a Laravel doc search. Like it just, it's literally everything in Algolia that's on the mm-hmm. Laravel.com site is right there and it's super fast. And I don't know, it must be using Algolia's relevance algorithm because it's like, it feels good, at least for the yeah. doc search. Yeah, and I love that. Like, yeah, let's be clear. I do enjoy Raycast, but that paper cut drives me nuts weekly because yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. I'm curious now because pretty much everything in Raycast, well, maybe it's the same with Alfred as well, but everything in Raycast is basically like a, an extension or a plugin, right? Like, even mm-hmm. there are a lot of the, even a lot of the core things that it ships with. So, I wonder if like someone's made a third party doc file or like file folder search that has different sorting. Yeah. It's probably yeah. possible, right? Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to to work like Alfred or Quicksilver or those yeah. ones did. Yeah. yeah. Which or maybe I should just give in and use so FCF let me, and <laughs> Well, let me let me ask you this. How do you find since I didn't use Alfred, how do you find like what are the pros and cons between Alfred and Raycast aside from the search, the the file search? Um, so I didn't use Alfred a bunch, uh, and let to be clear, I am not a power user of any of these things. So, uh, yeah, some people do like really crazy stuff. They set up all like custom scripts and yeah. And yeah, so I do like how like extensible, I don't know anything about Albert Alfred's extensibility. Quicksilver was, it's just from another era, I think, um, like Quicksilver was one of those things where I'd install it, it just worked, and I never really searched for anything different. And then I tried Alfred because I got a new Mac at some point, and Quicksilver wasn't supported yet in the in the OS. And I was like, "Oh, sweet, Alfred's basically the same." And so I never really explored that. And then like Raycast, I know it can do all these crazy things, but I'm totally not a power user, so I probably there's probably a way to configure it to fix my paper cut and do a lots of other stuff. Uh, I do like. I don't know. I do like the extens- extension stuff though in yeah. Raycast in particular, I've actually sourced of some of those like docs extensions a little bit. And I think that yeah. it, it works well. Yeah. Well, the tail, like you said, the but, tailwind, uh, tailwind docs, Laravel docs, um, Statomic for our community. Um, I had, uh, I think there's a view docs even. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, and it's, um, I should, I should really use them more. I still find myself going to the browser Opening up the docs URL and searching, but like the Raycast search is so is it's Algolia. It's literally the same thing, so it feels good. It just opens your browser. Yeah, I, I mean, all that I really use any of these launchers for it. Well, now I use the docs extensions, but yeah. it's for opening applications, which it seems to have a great job of like my my most used applications. So it's opening applications and then opening those key folders that are in my users directory. Yeah. Well, you want here. You want. Let me go over what I use it for. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, again, okay. I'm not a, enough. 
I'm, I'm not a superpower user, like the same as you. Like I don't, I don't have all these custom scripts and stuff like that. People, you know, set up shell scripts and, you know, use Alfred or Raycast to, you know, open up whole workflows on their desktop and all this fancy stuff. But um, I've just installed a handful of extensions that I end up using like every day. So like the emoji search is such a simple one, but it's emo- Raycast's emoji search is like 10 times better than Max. And I just, oh. I, I don't even have a prefix. I literally just have a dedicated hotkey that I hit. And in any app, I get the same emoji search, but it's got like a better fuzzy search. It has, I think it has a better UI. Um, it's really nice. And then another one that I use a lot um, is snippets. And I don't even have a lot of snippets in Raycast, but like one of my most common ones is my email address. So if I hit uh, on in any text box anywhere, if I hit like the at symbol twice, so at at, because when are you like even in code, you don't ever really hit at at back to back. Right? No, there's probably some so, weird programming language that does. Yeah, but. probably. So <laughs> when I hit at at, it just it just spits out my email address. It r- removes the double at and it spits out my email email address. Mm, that's cool. So um, that's like that's like what a snippet. You can, I'm sure, do all sorts of other things, but yeah, yeah. Oh, you could have like some. I'm sure you could set it up with like canned responses for email and who knows what, but. Um, I I don't have I don't have a lot of snippets, but that's probably my most common one. It's my email address. Um, another one is uh, there's, there's all these like tiny little utilities like caffeinate, um, which just you know you open up Raycast and type caff, and then caffeinate pops up, and it's like you toggle it on or off, and it just makes it so your Mac will go to sleep or not go to sleep. If you want to keep it awake without going to sleep, you can do that. Mm, yep. Um, I'm sure there's like menu bar apps and all that kind of stuff for that too. But instead of having to go to your Apple preferences, it's nice and quick. Um, but the, the, these are the, I think the the three that I really lean on, like the more, I guess you could say, kind of workflowy type ones. Uh, I have an Obsidian one for my notes. So it lets me search my notes. So even if I don't have Obsidian open, I can just search a note. It opens Obsidian with the note open. That one feature alone may get me to use Obsidian. It's it's really good. and and it's amazing. Yeah. And then um, another one I have is I use CleanShot X for my screenshots, and it's got like a nice little like menu bar app in the top corner where you can you know so obviously it uses your regular Mac shortcuts so like Command what is it Command Shift Four to screenshot right mm-hmm. to like dr- drag a window, um, but all the secondary things that like for example like. Uh, you know, it's got like scrolling capture or like a GIF, you know, capture or a video capture, things like that, where instead of having to like click with your mouse and go find it, I can just open Raycast and start typing clean shot and like all the secondary things are just there. So it's just nice and quick. Okay. I should um, use that one. That's amazing. But I mean, obviously like a hotkey is better for like a standard screenshot, but if I'm using one of those secondary ones, like recording a GIF, then I just, I just type it out. But, um, and another one is I use um, Git Tower quite a bit. Um, Jason Varga, who I work with, got the me into UI Git Tower. for Git, right? That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. So Jason, who I work with, got me into that. And of course, like I'm kind of a like I, I'm kind of all over the place with Git. Like I'm in the command line. I've got all these command line aliases. When I'm in Vim, I'm using T Pope's Fugitive plugin um, for like committing while I'm working. But then when I want to just like look at 
you know, a, a huge set of diffs, or maybe I've got a whole bunch of onstage changes and I just want to review what and just, you know, piece through mm-hmm. it. Um, I just find looking at diffs in the command line is is harder on the eyes. You know, like because it's one thing to look at a piece of code in the command line. I'm literally doing that all day long. But to look at like, you know, 25 unstaged files or yeah, something like yeah. that, like it's it's kind of a big deal. So to click around in Tower, um, it just, you know, it formats it a lot nicer, like you're looking at GitHub or something, right? So anyway, with Raycast, I can... Okay, so with actually with with uh, Tower, I can open up Tower, and then they have their own special hotkey so that you can basically quick switch to another repo, like fuzzy search for a repo. Okay, like locally, right? Yeah. So but, you have that in Raycast then, or so yeah. But if you just have it in Raycast, you skip the whole step of having to open the app first and use their hotkey. Instead, you just open Raycast, and I I prefix it with G for Git. So I just literally open Raycast. I go G space, and as soon as I do G space, it knows. Okay, everything he's typing now is a repository. I am feeling so more good. and more like an angry caveman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. these aren't even really like, these are just, you know, I didn't configure anything. I just looked on their marketplace and downloaded a couple cool ones. And I'm like, hey, they have one for Tower. What's that one like, you know? And so it's really good. I have one Raycast feature that I use all the time. I just forgot that it's part of Raycast in the moment of my anger. Clipboard history. Oh, yes. That's Dude, you're right. That's a good one. The too. clipboard history feature in Raycast is so freaking good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would use it again just for that. I can't even, I think Alfred maybe had that. I don't remember at this point. I, I didn't use that one for long enough. I've used it, but I often forget that it's even there. Right. Yeah. yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's like Vim mode for me. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay. So By the way, that um, oh, man, yeah, Bram's law was fulfilled on this day again. again. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, Hammerspoon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what is creating a Raycast extension like? Have you ever tried it? Oh no, I've never even tried. We that should yet. make one so people can listen to the podcast clearly. <laughs> Campfire Coders Raycast extension. Four people will use it. Four and a half. It just. Uh, it has one option. It's just subscribe or something. Yeah. <laughs> There's no unsubscribe either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was just curious, like, what, uh, how does it even work? I don't think it's too difficult, but I haven't really looked into their API. Aside from the docs, actually. So the before that, one of our community members created the Statomic docs, um, Raycast extension. I started looking into it, and I was trying to copy Laravel's and... Um, and then literally within like two days, this guy pops up and pushes it out. And it's so good. Like it was just all, it's all done. It works great. The only thing that I, I was mentioning to this, this to someone the other day, I don't remember if it was you or someone else, but the only thing is for some reason, when you look at the code for the docs extensions, they have the top level of the table of contents hard coded. And then the rest of it is just like dynamic Algolia. It's right. weird to me that, that like the top, the like the you know the very first set of results you look at before you type anything are hard coded rather than from an API. Because then if you add like a new page to your sidebar at the top level, then the Raycast extension has to be updated. I'm sure that could be refactored to an API, but yeah, well, like Laravel isn't even doing that. That's how my VS Code extensions work, and it's even worse because it's everything in the list. Right. Like they're not Algolia search. I want to actually understand how the Raycast ones work and just 
bake that into my VS Code into extensions. Into VS Code, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, it just would make them better. Right now, I, my, those extensions are funny because I, at the time, was didn't, I mean, I just didn't, hadn't developed any VS Code extensions. And I was like, well, this will be, I ported it all from Sublime Text. And Sublime Text extensions are all in Python. Mm. Or at least yeah, I think oh, yeah. mine was. So I, so yeah, how, I have a did Python. You, did you mess with, you did Python and Sublime? Yeah, well, so I built similar extensions to pull, pull up the docs from the command palette in Sublime Text and the the like Laravel Blade Spacer one to add those little spaces I was showing you the other day right, in right. your blade templating tags. Yep. And so when I started using VS Code, I was like, I need this little spacer extension because I can't be bothered to type hit space two more times every time mm. I want to open a blade tag. Which yeah. is <laughs> that's one of those things that I probably didn't need to automate, but I don't know. I can't, I feel like I can't live without it now. So in my laziness, I tried to, with the docs extensions in particular, I tried to port the Python version over. And so how those extensions work is there's a Python script that web scrapes the URLs on like the Laravel or Tailwind docs sites, mm -hmm. and then generates the TypeScript code in the JSON definitions of all the <laughs> all the endpoints. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. So I have to publish a new version every time there's like a major version release or or whatnot that right. I should just hook that up to GitHub Actions and make it automatic. Two two, two comments I have on that. So first of all, in the Sublime <laughs> world, I remember trying to dig in to add some stuff to the to a plugin that I was using. I thought maybe I can PR to them. And it was yeah, it being built in Python. It's not that the Python was that bad, but it was it was like hard to figure out how to get it scaffolded so I could test the plugin, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. It's um, it's the same. Like, how do you pull this down and simlink it in, or whatever you need to do? And then same with um, I mean, it's been so long, but I imagine the same with uh, writing a VS Code plugin. It's probably not so bad. You know, you're probably using. TypeScript or JavaScript using VS Code's yeah. APIs, but again, it's just scaffolding it out. And so with with Vim, though, it's like literally you just pop it into a function in your like config. It doesn't even have to like it doesn't have to be like in a plugin folder or anything. You just have a like a file you can dump stuff into. You can organize it later, you know. Right. Um, but I, the second thing I was thinking about is you you're showing me that Blade Spacer plugin, and um, with uh, Vim. I realized I think I might be able to do that with abbreviations. Have you seen Vim abbreviations before? It's kind of like, is it no? Is it like kind of like a snippet type of thing or what? It's like sort of like a snippet, but it's more for like correcting. So for example, instead of you typing out a word and hitting tab, mm. the way it works is it's more like automatic as you're typing. So for example, if you type the word color with a U, because you're Canadian, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can have it automatically Essentially, just like at, without even, you don't even have to stop typing. It'll automatically just replace that with. Code I see. Without, so it's like you. an auto corrector. Yeah, or I mean, it's literally called abbreviations because you could type in like a three-letter abbreviation that you always use, and it will abbreviate it out to the full longer word. Mm. Right. I bet. I, I kind of want to play yeah. with that more, but you should. I bet you know the thirteen V or the thirteen Vim Laravel developers out there will use it. That's a joke, folks. <laughs> it's only going to be like three more episodes, and I'm going to be a terminal Vim guy. You wait. <laughs> yes, it's not. A, that's not a threat. I'm kidding. But the I know. yeah, I wonder. I I'll be interested to hear 
yeah, that's just a little like planting a seed. You know, I'm curious if like how easy it would be to replicate that blade spacer thing. Got to be easier than the way I did it in types. It's actually all snippets in VS Code the way that it works now. But there are like right. weird bugs with it still that I, mm. I I ran into that I couldn't solve, and I don't remember what they are. There's probably an old closed issue about it, but right. If someone wants to solve those, open to PRs. <laughs> you said you ha- you have like a lot of downloads on that thing, don't you? I forget how many you said. There's a crazy amount when we looked the other day. Yeah. It was like 500,000, which yeah. blew my mind. I'm like, That's okay. Nuts. There's a lot of people who thought that this couldn't be bothered to hit the space bar twice yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good. Should we get into Hammerspoon? Or is that another episode? I feel like it relates to Raycast. I don't have a lot to say about it other than I'm definitely a caveman. Explain to me. Yeah. Explain to me. You showed me a tiny bit the other day. Explain to me why I should use it, though. Sell me on it right now. <laughs> um, hold on. I have to think about how I word this so I get a proper commission check from the Hammerspoon team. Um, yeah, so Hammerspoon is basically just a uh, scripting tool for Mac, essentially. So but it uses Lua. So I know obviously with Mac, I think you can, I've never done it myself, but I think you can write like, what do they call them? Like Apple scripts and things like that. Right. Yeah. But man, Apple script in my, I've done very little of it, but in the little bit that I have done, I made like an Apple script to try to set up my streaming windows a certain way. Cause I used to with a 4k monitor, right. I'm always like zooming in, a thousand percent so people could see the text <laughs> on anything. Yeah. And I, I, when I was originally streaming, used to stream only a quarter of my screen. And so I had like this, like very specific window set up and I Apple scripted it so I could just run like a start stream command and it would put my kind of everything in place. And, but, right. but Apple script, not great in my experience. And so, so Hammerspoon sounds like that's what Apple script should have been. Uh, yeah, I kind of think so. I mean, so Lua is just a really simple scripting language that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's fairly common. Like it's not, you know, an Apple proprietary thing or anything like that. And it's pretty easy to get into and write and you don't have to compile anything. And, um, so by the, like with NeoVim, for example, all of your NeoVim config can either be Vim script or Lua, right? I have to, I have to go and port a bunch of my old Vim config to Lua at some point, which I haven't done. But (laughs) Um, so you actually have done Vim script. It's not just a joke that you tell people. No, I've done a lot of Vim script. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I have a few Vim script plugins. When's the framework coming out? Five hundred lines long. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm porting Laravel to Vim script. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a month from now. We'll see. If anyone wants (laughs) to help, he's open to PRs. Yeah. Yeah. Big joke. Anyway. so Hammerspoon just has all these really cool modules that interface with Mac. So they have like hs.alert, just like little simple like alerts in, in the corner of your screen. They have, you know, audio device watchers and all that kind of stuff. So you can, you know, let's say uh, you jump onto a call with someone, you can automatically have it, you know, uh, do different things with your audio devices, switch audio devices or enable a mic or different things like that. Um, battery watchers, um, a whole bunch of window management helpers, like you application and window hooks that you can 
resize windows and snap them to grids and snap to sides of your screen and all that kind of stuff. But instead of, unlike a lot of other um, window management tools where it's just they have their way and you basically you you buy into their way of it. You know, like for example, I used to oh. use Specta- Spectacle, which was really good, but Spectacle was like you snap to the left half or the right half. And it's very simplified what you can do. Whereas with Hammerspoon, it's not really like set up out of the box. It's it's a scripting tool. So you basically build your own window manager with a bunch of like cool helpers, right? Oh, um, okay. And oh, I've used so many of those window manager things when I was trying to set up the stream, like I was yeah. just talking about. Because I wanted one that could do well, like sixths of a screen, right? Right, because I wanted a a one to be like a third of the window, and one to be like, yeah, just most of them wouldn't do that, right? It was well, like they would go into quarters of yeah. the screen, and that was it. So, on the window management thing, I, I basically use Hammerspoon for two main things. Um, and I was showing you this a little bit the other day. Just I gave you like really quick sneak preview of it, but right. Um, the I use it for my window management and I use it for launching apps. So um, I guess the app launcher is the simpler thing. I'll start with that. So most, most people will do like the whole command tab to switch between two apps. Command tab. You, oh, command oh tab. like between your active apps. Yeah, your active apps. So from your, like, let's say you're focused in terminal and then you focus to your browser and then you focus back to your terminal. You know, you can use command tab between those two, right? But you know how if you command tab, you can hold it and you can see all the icons across your screen. Yeah. And if you need to, like, it's always showing you the most recent last. But then if you're like jumping back and forth between four or five windows all day long, it that gets to be a pain pretty quick, right? Yeah, or eight. Yeah. yeah and so some, I think some Ten. people then default to using like Spotlight Search or Alfred or Raycast or, the, or whatever. Or they right? savagely click on the dock. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't do that. Okay, I'm a caveman, but I'm a command tab caveman. You're a command tabber. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, any other command tab cavemen out there? Raise your hands. I know you're out there, folks. Yeah, um, no, ju- no judgments. That's, well, that's, okay. That's cool. Sorry, so, we go on. Go ahead. Go on. No, I'll ask so, my tangential question in a minute. <laughs> so basically, um, my launcher is just set up to, and I've I've been doing this for. I think with Hammerspoon for like three or four years, four or five years now, where I have a letter set up for every app that I commonly open. So, um, and you can set up modal hotkeys and modal hotkeys are where you, you hit a hotkey and then it waits for the next key press before it does anything. Um, so okay. it's not like you have, you don't have to do some weird, like, you know, bear claw shape on your keyboard to hit like five keys at once. You know, it's more like, I can hit this one hotkey. It's my launcher app launcher hotkey on my keyboard. Um, and then from there, it will just wait for the next letter, and the next letter will open an app. So if I do my launch hotkey and then I hit B, it'll open my browser. B for browser. If I do my launch hotkey and I hit S, it'll open up Slack. If I do my launch hotkey and then uh, G, it'll open up Git Tower. If I do. Uh, so what's your, launch, what's your launch hotkey? So my launch hotkey is my lower layer. I have a it's custom yeah. keyboard, right? Yeah, so yeah. My, That's my lower I was wondering. Yeah. My lower key and then F, just because it's on my home row. So I, I almost think of it and in my brain. Your lower key is like, on the left half of your keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thumb down F. Yeah. And gotcha. I think of F F as in like find app. That's, okay. And it's I on love the home that. Row. So yeah, that's how I remember things too. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, so I 
I, so I hit that and, and basically all of my common apps that I open all day long, uh, you know, terminal browser, all that stuff is all basically just under, uh, my, my, my function is called summon. So I basically summon the app just by launching with a letter that pertains to that. What happens and if you try to summon an app that isn't open? It'll just open it fresh. Okay. So, it, yeah. so then do you, you don't use Raycast to do that? You you can use Raycast to do it, but I have Hammerspoon scripted to be a to my summon works as a toggle. So for example, um Oh, I, so you can like flip a window on and off if you have something yeah. behind it. Yeah. So for example, um all of my summons are letters, except for my terminal, which uses uh my lower key and my tab. So if I just it's sort of like where you would command tab, mm-hmm. but I but that will open my terminal. But that I have it set up. You know how with iTerm you can have basically like an, a terminal overlay or pops down from the top of your screen. I use that, like the yeah. Quake style visor. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know how when you hit it, it pops down, and then when you hit it again, it goes away, right? Yes. Yeah. So my Hammerspoon summon script, when it launches an app, it does that for any app that you launch with it. So if it's already in focus, it defocuses the app. If it's not in focus, if it opens and/or focuses the app. Hmm. So. That's pretty okay. That's it just makes it makes it really nice for like you know switching to like your last app or you know and 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 I have this like it took it took like a hot minute just to get used to that at first, but I would much rather now like I have all those letters just muscle memory. I don't even think about it, right? Like B is browser, so I don't have to think about command tabbing to the browser icon. I don't have to look somewhere on the screen. It's just the keys right there. So know? if you're in like Mac laptop mode, do you still have this? I do. I just have a different launch hotkey, but then all the letters are the same. Cool, man. Yeah. That's interesting. I, uh, I mean, being a caveman, it's hard to change. But, but <laughs> yeah. I, so and then and then there's the window management side, which, um, that I guess there's like three different styles of window managers. I think, right? Um, so one is like you had mentioned the other day, like i three or you buy those different things where they're automatic tiling managers. And so Jason Varga and I, again, the guy I work with, um, we had both jumped onto Yabai around the same time for Mac, which is an automatic tiling manager. That's the tiling. I just learned what tiling window managers are the other day because a friend, I was asking him when he was going to switch from Arch back to Mac OS. And he was like, well, I just, I I need a tiling window manager. And I was like, well, I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah. Yeah, buy is really good if you want if you want that, but yeah, it kind of drove me nuts. And partly, partly why is because um, automatic tiling managers are really good for a very specific workflow, but they're very intrusive too. So the way they work is that anytime you open an app, um, like any app of any kind, it automatically hijacks that app's like position on your screen, and it will like maximize it into a new region, right? So for mm-hmm. example, if you have let's just say you start with one browser and it's like full screen. And then you open a second browser window or a terminal window, it will then split your screen into two side by side. So you've got browser on one side and terminal on the other. And you don't even have to do that. It just automatically like resizes and snaps them. So it's really nice. But then so, so you can't like have like a floating window over the top of stuff. You you can you can, but the way a lot of them work, I don't know about i three and 
I don't know what what they're all called in the Linux world, but like with Yabai on Mac, you basically have to go into your Yabai config and opt out for certain apps. So if you have an app that you want oh. to be floating, you have to set configure it to be floating later, like after well, the fact. That is a okay, yeah. So that's I that's what I mean by that. yeah. So that's what I mean by intrusive is that by default it tries to hijack every window. And where that gets really annoying is where let's say you open up, you know how with um, Mac you have like a little preferences window, like it's meant to be this small little thing. Yeah, and sometimes they're resizable and sometimes they're not. Well, if it's resizable, Yabai will try to hijack it and size the preferences window to be like full screen. And it's like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. to be full screen. Okay, um, and it doesn't know any better, right? So, I just found that really intrusive. Another thing that I don't like about the automatic tiling managers is that um, it doesn't really want you to have like windows overlaid on top of each other. So, if you want to have a region on a side, on let's say the bottom left corner of your screen that has a stack of three windows under that one spot. Um, Yabai actually does have like a stacking feature, but everything gets so complicated. But again, when you, if I shut my Mac down or I close a bunch of apps and I reopen them again, I got to reset up my layout every time. So I got to like, you know, let's say I want my, I use Spotsy's Ray tool all the time and I have it like a, a small column on the left side of my screen. Um. I'm going to sound even more like a caveman probably, but I have a question about yeah. that. Should I be using that? Oh, yeah. Of course. I've never <laughs> used it. It's don't, just a... Uh, I don't tell anyone except for the four and a half <laughs> people who listen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm happy do... to buy it. I want to, yeah. Maybe we should do another episode on like Laravel tools sometime. That'd be cool. I think it actually would be cool to share so that this command tab caveman can learn a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm curious what other people do too. That's the thing about workflows is, is it's all personal, right? Right. So, yeah. Like what I'm saying right here is like, you know, some people love these automatic tiling managers, but I don't, I just find that the thing that really bothered um, Jason and I is we used it, we both used it together for, I don't know, six months or something or a year or something. And it just felt like every time you open a new window or every time you have to like rearrange your windows, you have to like resize everything to the way you wanted it. You know, if you want your browser to be a certain width, and you, got, right. you want this window to be like a small thing on the side, you want your terminal to be over here. Because automatic tiling managers are more like window management on the fly. You don't really like preset layouts. Right. They kind of like right. automatically try to do it. And I get yeah. the I get the draw, right? You can quickly split things horizontally or vertically yeah, exactly. if you want. And yeah. so you can you don't have to muck around with managing the windows. But what so what you're saying is you use Hammerspoon and then you still don't have to muck around with windows. You can Well, so with Hammerspoon, I have to give credit to Jason who I keep talking about who I was I've been using Hammerspoon for a few years, but I, I had it set up to do some like your the spectacle style, like you know, snap to the left third or snap to the right third, you know, give me a window like in the center. I had like a, a, a grid that I was using, but um, Jason took it way further than I ever did where he built this, a, a bunch of cool functions. And, uh, essentially you, you like, you have a Lua table where you just list out a couple apps that you commonly use and you tell them where they go on the screen using like grid coordinates oh, and, and you, okay. and then you give, you give the layout a name. So you can call that like, you know, your standard dev layout. And then you might have like a code focused layout where you, it's like the same thing, but there's no browser. You have a bigger code window, you know, things like that. Um, and so you can, he can have multiple layouts and then he just has a switcher to switch between them. So I ended up basically, we, we steal from each other all the time. So 
I ended up taking a bunch of his Hammerspoon script stuff and just, again, just personalizing it, just tweaking things to my workflow and tweaking the layouts, obviously, for my screen, right? Yeah, um, okay. So you can have like a layout for coding, you can have, yeah. I don't know, layout for GarageBand or whatever you've got yeah. going on. Like That's exactly. where I find, actually, particularly in GarageBand, like if I'm trying to track something in GarageBand or trying to like learn a song, sometimes I'll have Spotify up, but I like to have GarageBand in the background yeah. full screened. Full. Yeah. And then Spotify's maybe in a corner or something. Yeah. So I can still like, yeah. And so the, the cool thing the about tracks coming out. Yeah. And the cool thing about this Hammerspoon style workflow is they give you all these window management tools, but they're like Lego blocks. You build your own window manager. So the way we've done this, it's not automatic tiling. It doesn't hijack anything. Everything is floating. You can drag windows around and resize them yourself. And then if yeah. you want to if you want to snap back to your layout that you had, your preset layout that you really like, then you just you you just hit the hotkey or you open the switcher and pick your layout. And it just it just it's like a split second, it just resizes and all the windows and snaps everything where you to that layout positions. And then it's hands off again until you touch it again, right? So I, everything's float floating. I'm going to be thinking of this. It, I mean, I, I need to just jump into to Hammerspoon. I think it sounds pretty cool. Even if yeah, I barely, it, even if I use it for just that one thing right yeah, there. And because, I think to anybody out there too, it's, it's, it's just a big set of Lego blocks and it's pretty, they have a really good set of docs uh, showing how like all the modules and all the methods and all the uh, parameters that arguments you can pass in. It's just a big, you know, set of API docs essentially, but um, there's a lot of cool things you can do with Hammerspoon. Is all this stuff in your dot files? Uh, like my stuff is in my dot files. Yeah. yeah. Like if I wanted to look at your window manager thing. Yeah. And again, okay. or like if you want to check out how Jason did his, ours are like almost carbon copy of each other's, you know, we've tweaked different things, but sure. Um, another, another guy, um, I'll give him a shout out. Jose Soto from, he used to work at Titan. Now, I forget where he said he works now. Him, Jose, and I did a worked on a Vim plugin together, like maybe a year ago or so, and we just got nerding out about Hammerspoon. And he was showing me all these really. He's a power user as far as Hammerspoon is concerned. He's he has all this crazy scripting with his audio interface and stuff. Where you know, again, like I was mentioning before, like you know, he wants to jump on a call and switch audio devices and set levels and all this kind of stuff, like. It's it just it, he's not even hitting a hotkey. It's like literally as soon as it detects the call, it automatically adjusts everything for him. I think or something. Okay, like it's all, yeah, that's it's it's nuts. That's yeah. pretty cool. So, um, yeah, and I mean the cool thing about uh, yeah, you you can you can put a you can keep it private or throw it all up in your dot files and steal from other people and yeah. Interesting, cool. man. I'm gonna have to dig into what's oh. even possible. Yeah. <laughs> What were you going to say? Um, another guy by the name of Evan Travers um, has some really cool uh, dot files as well for Hammerspoon and NeoVim and different things like that. But Okay. Man, I mean, I don't know about the NeoVim stuff. I'm yeah. s- stuck I in mean, VS Code world currently. <laughs> Send help. So yeah, I'm, anyway, why don't... <laughs> Why don't we ask our listeners what what kind of cool workflow tools are you using on Mac? Yeah, are you a Raycast and or Hammerspoon Pro user? 
Yeah. Or okay. what all, or what other tools do you swear by? What other tools should we know about? And I would like to end it with a divisive question. I, I don't, maybe it's not divisive, but I I feel that it is because I see sometimes people sharing screenshots and I'm like, how do you do that? Because I couldn't stand it. So I'm going to ask you, Jesse, are you a doc auto hide kind of person or not? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, my doc is hidden and my menu bar is hidden. Yeah. Your whole menu bar is hidden all the time? At the top. Yeah. Whoa. Why? What? Well, Can you bring I it back it, quickly? Yeah, I just hold my mouse at the top and it just pops down. Oh, okay. Well, so I didn't know that was even an option for the menu. But yeah. <laughs> That's I actually I, sweet. I don't know why, but um, you know how like back in the Windows days and you have like your whole screen is just shortcuts? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't know. When I switched over to Mac, you switched. What, what year did you switch over? You said like 2004 or something? Four or five, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. There. So I was a few years after you. I was 2008. And when I switched over, I'm like, I don't know what prompted me to do this, but I found out there was, you know, there's a Mac terminal command you can run to hide all desktop icons. So if I drag a file onto my desktop, it doesn't show up on my desktop. There's still a desktop folder in Finder. I can access the files in Finder. But my desktop is always clean. There's nothing, you never see anything on the desktop. You just see a picture. Oh, really okay. Like. See, here so I am just cleaning yeah. mine up all the time. <laughs> Same with the dock and the menu bar. It's like, I, get him out of my way because I have my own app launcher. And if I want to look at the time, I can just hover up there and I can, yeah. Right. I mean, that's why, yeah. Only thing on my dock is, well, I have, it looks like trash, an applications folder, because it's handy to have that when you're installing things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I must use my That's a good apparently. idea. Yeah. Like the, you can have like the stacks, you know? Yeah. So I, I always like, like an, applications one down there. okay that's i should do that i always yeah i always open finder and then click on applications but why not applications yeah exactly yeah. so i have that and then the and that's just on the right side and then the left side is only open yeah only open stuff but yeah. it's auto hide i might try the auto hide menu bar too that's interesting mm-hmm. i'm curious though what do you folks do are you hardcore dock users? Are you dock on the left or right of the screen? Crazy people. I, mean, <laughs> I used to yeah. work for uh, like one of my first jobs. Uh, this this guy, he, uh, what was his name? Mark. He was like a hardcore old school ASP programmer. This is like even before .NET was a thing, I think. and I mean, or early .NET thing. Anyway, he, he we're all Windows and he was like, Windows taskbar on the left side of his screen. Right. Psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that's cool. I think we'll that's catch you next time. Yeah. All right. See you, man. Thanks, folks. Bye.